Welcome to the Russia Moscow Mission Podcast. Here are your hosts, Elder Nicholas Olson and Elder Clark Stewart. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Back to another show today of the Russia Moscow Mission Podcast. I'm Elder Olson. I'm Elder Stewart. And today we've got an awesome show for you. Well, let's kick it right off with our mission scripture from Sister Nikiferva and Sister Landon. Hi everyone, this is Sister Landon and today we are going to be reading the mission scripture. Behold and lo, I have much people in this place in the regions round about, and an effectual door shall be opened in the regions round about in this eastern land. Вот, да, у меня много людей в этом месте и близлежащих местностях, и откроется действенная дверь в близлежащих местностях этой восточной части страны. Therefore, I, the Lord, have suffered you to come into this place. For thus it was expedient in me for the salvation of souls. А потому я, Господь, позволил вам прийти в это место, ибо это нужно было мне для спасения душ. Все, пока! Thank you, Sister Landon and Sister Nikiforova, for reading the mission scripture this week. Elster, I'm a little bit nervous for this first interview with Sister Jensen. You know how her questions come. She is known for her legendary questions. But either way, it should be awesome. So let's go ahead and jump into our first interview today with Sister Jensen. Hello, hello. Wir sind heute hier mit Sister Jensen. Hello, Sister Jensen. Hi. <laughs> I hope we went for the German introduction today. Hopefully you could understand it. Yeah, it was great. Great pronunciation, Elder Stewart. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Well, everyone, we're excited to have Sister Jensen on the podcast here with us, and we're going to be asking her the questions today. Time to switch it up. But before we get to the questions, Sister Jensen, go ahead and take like a minute or two and introduce yourself to the mission and share who Sister Jensen is. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I'm from Germany. <laughs> I have four sisters and two parents. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, and I've served in Arbatsky and in Nizhny. That's it. And I love sports. I love music. And yeah. Who's your favorite band? 21 Pilots. You know it, Elder Stewart. <laughs> heck yeah. Heck yeah. There you have it. Well, sweet. Sister Anson, we got some good questions for you today. So let's just go ahead and jump into the first one. Uh, okay, Sister Jensen, when was the first time you realized that you wanted to serve a mission, and what made you decide to serve? Okay, my answer to that is, I never wanted to make. I never wanted to serve a mission, but Heavenly Father made sure that I served the mission, and that everything happened within His timing. That's awesome. Where where do you feel like the where do you feel like the desire came from? Was that some, since you were a little girl, or is it kind of the closer you got to the age? I I never had that desire when I was younger. I always thought sister missionaries, especially, were weird. And <laughs> um, yeah, I just could never see myself. And then, as I said. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to look back and see Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father's hand, because 
it kind of already like it kind of all just happened I don't know how to explain it but I somehow just realized that I needed to serve a mission and Heavenly Father kind of took away my um vision for the, for a different future if that makes sense so i found myself looking at, i was studying at the time and then at some point i was making i was not making the right decisions was kind of in a bad place and then i realized i needed to change something and then as soon as i started thinking about what i needed to change um i could only see a, i could only see a mission it was very interesting because i never i never wanted to but then kind of that was the only thing that felt right. And so I didn't really have the desire to serve necessarily. I kind of wanted to have the desire to share it, but I didn't have a testimony strong enough to have a strong desire to actually go and serve for 18 months, if that makes sense. So that's why I said Heavenly Fathers made sure that I served because it all just worked out fine. I got everything done in time and everything just, yeah, happened kind of. That's awesome. Well, we're happy that you're here, Sister Jensen. But let's move on to our next question. <laughs> our next question <laughs> to you is, Sister Jensen, what often helps you feel the spirit the strongest, and how have you learned to better recognize the spirit on your missions? That was a hard question to think about. Because I think, for me at least, the strongest I can feel the spirit is well I can't link it to like one one thing that helped me to feel the spirit the strongest but it's more the more I apply the gospel and understand the gospel the stronger I can feel the spirit so um, if I compare any experience before my mission or even in the beginning how I thought I felt the spirit is nothing compared to how I feel the spirit now and so the, the coolest thing is, and that also make me recognize it more, it's just the importance of um, the importance of the personal relationship with Heavenly Father and the application of the gospel, but within the details. So as soon as I started working on like certain aspects of my application of the gospel, that's when I could also recognize this third work better through me because Heavenly Father could reach me. And yeah, so because my understanding was better, I was working on my relationship with him. And so as soon as that goes, like, if that grows really personal, Heavenly Father can help you feel the spirit in so many different ways and way stronger because you know, uh, he just, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> But he can just reach you way better. And then the feeling intensifies as the more you feel it. And the more you let yourself feel it, if that makes things. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. I liked how you said that, like, it changes over time. How you feel the spirit changes. And I think that's a cool concept. So thanks for sharing that answer with us. Moving on to the third question, Sister Jensen. How have your companions blessed your mission? And what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned from them? <laughs> okay, I hope nobody, no one of my companions takes this the wrong way, but I 
cannot remember a big lesson that I've learned from my companions <laughs> because if I compare it to the things that I've learned being in quarantine, it's nothing. Uh, and I think in general for me, it was more having father putting me in, envir in the environment. So with that certain companion to help me grow and prepare for a time where I was ready to actually learn and progress. So I see the time for, m for my mission, at least, um, before quarantine kind of as preparation. And so I didn't really learn big lessons. I was just, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly right. Obviously the spirit at the end of the day is, is the teacher is the one who teaches us those lessons and allows us to know what, what God's will is and know what his plan is for us. But I think oftentimes companions assist in kind of setting the environment, like you said, putting us in a position where we're able to learn those lessons and, and prompting those things for us. So I think that's really awesome. Okay. Well, we're to our final question for you, Sister Jensen. And it's our famous question. If you could give any piece of advice to a new missionary, what would you say to them and why? Hmm. Yeah. I first think that that depending on which kind of situation the person is in and what kind of person is, it's really in the individual what kind of a, in advice I would give, especially I would have to do probably an analysis first and then could give them advice. But I think what I would say if I would have to say something to like just in general something would be um, self-evaluate yourself, analyze yourself as good as you can, and then ask yourself the question if you really understand the gospel. And then, awesome. yeah, build upon that and a personal re uh, relationship with Heavenly Father is the most important thing. That's perfect. Yeah, I think you I think you hit it right on the money. Um, you've always been really good at that. We've noticed that if you you really not analyze and think about certain ways you can grow and, and whatnot. And so it's been awesome. Your your advice has been really good and it's been it's been awesome to have you on today. So thanks for coming on. Of course. <laughs> I was forced to. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> If, you, if your name gets drawn, you have to make an appearance. There you have it. All right. Sure. Well, thanks again, Sister Jensen. And Thank we you. hope to continue to hear the questions coming from your side So, in the future. But thanks for joining us today so that we could have a chance to ask you some things. Sister Jensen, danke schön. That was a fantastic interview. That was a great interview, Elder Stewart. By the way, that Dan Pabietti parade stuff was pretty cool the other day, huh? A little since 75 years. Nuts, man. Absolutely crazy. Well, all right. Let's hear a victorious new hit from the other that's been dropping tunes all quarantine, Other Janssen on his guitar.
Dusentak other Janssen. And for those of you who didn't understand that, that's a big thanks in the Danish language. All right. Well, let's move on to our next interview, everybody. We're here to hear from the legendary Kohovski legend, Elder Gilmore. All right, everyone. Welcome back. We're here with our beloved Brit, Elder Gilmore. Elder Gilmore, welcome to the show today, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, then, Gilmore, we're happy to have you and excited to hear what you have to say today. But before we get started, how about you just introduce yourself a little bit, tell the mission a little bit about who is Elder Gilmore. <laughs> I'd love to. So my name is Elder Gilmore. I am from South England, uh, from a town called Romsey. Um, I have three younger sisters, uh, mom and a dad, a dog. Um, I love cycling. That's probably one of the main things to say. I absolutely love it. Love scuba diving. Um, basically being outside. I've been in the mission field for a bit of a, a bit of time now. Uh, what are we at? 20, 22 months, something like that. Um, I served in first in Nizhny Novgorod, um, and then in Pirova, and then in Kohovsky. And that's me. There you have it. It's awesome. And if you haven't noticed, he's a pretty sick British accent. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that, other Stuart. Okay. Well, again, we're excited to ask these questions for you today and, and hear what your responses are. So let's get right into them. Our first question for you is, Elder Gilmore, who was your biggest missionary inspiration that helped you get on a mission today? So whilst I was thinking about this, I couldn't really narrow down a specific person, um, rather an event. Um, so I changed your question instead of who to what. Um, and I'd say that the, the biggest... Um, Deciding factor for me was a was a was an FSY um, when I was going through a bit of a rough patch, and uh, and decided to go to FSY. And whilst I was there, um, we were sat in a silent devotional. Uh, what this is is basically just a video is playing, music, inspiring images, um, and everybody's quiet. And uh, I cannot tell you what the video was about, but I remember just getting an overwhelming feeling. Um, you know, like drinking warm soup. And, uh, and I knew, I knew that the church was true. I knew what I needed to do. And I turned to my friend and I said, it's true, isn't it? And he went, yeah. I went, oh, fine. And so, uh, and that, that was it. That was a turning point for me. Um, and, and yeah, the, the rest is history. I, I uh, prepared to go on a mission I left, and uh, and now we're almost at the end. So, yeah. That's incredible. That's a cool story. Thanks for sharing that with us. So, Elder Gilmore, our next question has to do with something Elder Stuart and I have noticed about you. We've had a chance to be around you a lot and to, to be in some cool meetings and, and discussions with you. Um, and we've seen you work really well with Revelation. So, our next question is, Elder Gilmore, what role has receiving Revelation played on your mission? How have you sought Revelation during your mission? And what has this process taught you? So in, so in a council setting, um, in a council ses session, I'd say that the, an important part of the revelation process start, is start talking, um, is get the conversation going, uh, get the revelation process working. Um, I find that if I'm, if I'm in a, if I'm in a district council or an MLC and, and nobody's talking, well, we're not going to get anywhere. And, and 
you know, the, it's harder for, for the spirit to move a parked car than it is for him to, to steer a car that's already moving. Does that make sense? Um, and so in, in, in terms of a council setting, I would say get the conversation going. Um, let the revelation flow. Uh, revelation has played obviously a big role in, in, in my mission, and I, I know that it's going to play an important role for the rest of my life. I can't say that before mission, I focus too much on revelation, but since coming, it's, it's definitely been, it's definitely been important to me. Um, I receive revelation through prayer, fasting, study, and, um, and I'd say sending it. And what I mean by that is when a thought comes, send it, just do it, question it later. Um, I remember I was in Nizhny. We were on a noisy Metro. I got the impression to chat to a guy in front of me. I, I'm in training. I don't speak Russian. I sat next to him. I started talking. He couldn't hear me at all. And I sat back in my chair and I thought, you know, why? And I still don't know the reason. But I know that because, because I was willing to do that, I know that I've been blessed with, with experiences, um, uh, with, with the ability to respond later on. It's still something I'm working on. But, um, but yeah, that's what I'd say to do with, with Revelation. That's awesome. I can definitely say from what I've seen, Lord Gilmore, you've always been the king of sending it. <laughs> so we both have learned a lot from you in that, in that field. Thank so you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So our third question for you, Lord Gilmore, what is a reoccurring lesson that you've learned throughout your mission, which Heavenly Father has been trying to teach you? What patterns have you seen? So I was really happy when I saw this question uh, because, because I really wanted to stress this point. It's so the lesson that, that the Lord has been continuing, continuing trying to teach me since day one, something I'm still working on is, is powerful prayer. Um, it's, it's, so I remember I was, I was studying and I was studying Alpha and Omega and I was thinking about this principle about what it means. And, uh, and then the thought just came upon me that in much the same way that Jesus is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, in the same way he should be our Alpha and Omega of each day. So he should be the beginning and the end of each of our days, which means we've got to be praying. We've got to be praying at the beginning and the end of each of our days. And it's something that's really been stressed to me over the course of my whole mission. I know, I know I've been slack at times with my prayer. Um, and I felt the difference. I felt the difference between, between not praying, praying for the sake of praying, and powerful, meaningful prayer. You know, those are three very different things. Um, and I, I would say that that's a lesson that the Lord has been, has been trying to teach me and that I'm still trying to learn. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I think it's an incredible point. You know, Heavenly Father has for each of us, he works in our different, uh, he works with our, the way we understand and think about things. And I like how you said that about prayer. So thanks for sharing that with us today. Well, again, more, this has gone too quick, unfortunately, to the last question already, but it's a good one. And we're excited to hear what you have to say for this one. So uh, Elder Gilmore, if you could give any piece of advice to a new missionary, what would you say to them and why? So to a, a brand new cheesy missionary, I would say, right. I'd say, I'd say a few things. I'd say first, be teachable. Um, be humble. Listen, listen to your, to your trainer, listen to the other missionaries. Be teachable. Um, you, you don't know, you don't know better. Um, you will know better in certain areas and you will be able to teach them, but, but be teachable, uh, listen to your mission president, listen to the Lord. Um, 
that that's what that's what I first say is be teachable. Uh, the second thing I would say is is I've heard it I've heard it many times. It was the last thing that I remember both Sister Mark and Sister Von Buckle said to me when they went home was, and I and I'll reemphasize it is love the people, and to loving them. In in my opinion, you have to work hard. What I mean by this is you want to love them, you want to show them that you love them. Work hard, uh, gain their trust. Work hard at the language. Please work hard at the language. Uh, study, preach my gospel, because the harder you work, the better you will be able to show these people that you love them. And these Russian people are special. And so I just stress, please, please work hard so that you don't have to be playing catch up your whole mission. You know, you're in training. Work, work hard and it will pay off. I promise. I promise you, young missionaries, I'm, I'm imagining I'm looking at them. It will pay off. And so be teachable, love the people, work hard, don't play catch up. Amen to that. That's awesome, Mother Gilmore. Yeah, you've had a, a lot of profound things to say. I think a lot of incredible insight, which will benefit a lot of the mission. And uh, it's incredible to see how you've grown, Elder Gilmore, you know, the past almost two years now and seeing where we are now and seeing the, the lessons that you've learned and, and the miracles that you've been able to perform with the assistance of the Lord. So it's been incredible. Yeah, Thank you. I, I feel I feel spoiled. We've, we've got to go through this journey together and go through a lot of ups and downs together on the same type of journey. And it's been cool to look back and I feel like I'm always learning from you and you know, everyone else can too. So thanks for coming on and sharing your words of advice today. We sure love you. Love you thank brother. you. Thank you. I hope you two know how much I love and appreciate you guys as people and leaders. Um, and I have a little question for you, uh, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Of course. Uh, how, how have you guys learned to love the people? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Uh, I can start. So obviously I had a pretty interesting experience at the at the start of my mission I remember you know obviously once you get your call you're always just hyping up Russia like what will it be like what will the people be like the language the culture and you kind of create um, this just incredible outlook you know this incredible perspective on what Russia is and so when I had to serve my first transfer to the United States when I had to be reassigned to wait for my visa I felt like in some ways like that was kind of being ripped away from me, you know? And I was able to kind of see those expectations and see everything that I'd hoped Russia to be kind of slip away. And so by the time that transfer was over and I finally received the news, it was almost like um, my opportunity to come to Russia and to be among these people all of a sudden became that much more valuable, that much more precious. And so when I got here, I felt like the Lord just opened up my heart so much because it felt like a miracle that I was even in this land, a miracle that I was even able to, to be among these people. And I think you guys would both agree with me when you say that as you really um, spend time here, as you really pick up the language, as you really get to know people and create connections, the Lord opens up your heart to them like he's never opened up your heart for any other people. I think that the biggest thing is understanding how valuable um, our opportunity to be here among these people is and understanding that it's not something to take for granted, that these really are special children of Heavenly Father. And as I've noticed that, I think that my love for, for Russia and for the Russian people has opened up immensely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree with, with everything Elder Stewart said. Um, I, I've thought a lot about this question, Elder Gilmore, for a lot of my life. Um, I mean, I haven't shared it with a ton of people, but I mean, I, I had two adopted sisters from Ukraine that I lived with for a long time, and I'm still in contact with one of them. Um, and loving this type of people, for us Americans especially, and just people who aren't familiar with this, it's hard. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. You know, I'll just be honest. It's We're very different in a lot of ways. Our cultures are different. The way we behave, our histories are very different. But as you start to stop looking at those things, looking at the way they do this, the way they do that, you start to realize your people, your people, your children of God, and they're those things that maybe you thought were cold or, or not quite right become endearing to you. You know, I, I mean, sometimes I get on the bus now or whatever, or think back to the times when I was riding the bus or whatever, and you get on and see people just bundled up, not smiling much. And you're just like, man, that's, that's this people, that's who they are. Um, and so I've learned that through my whole, uh, throughout my whole life, trying to learn to love it. And, um, it's been incredible. I mean, I, I love these people, you know, people from this part of the world with, with so much my heart, just because I've had the chance to be around a lot of it for my life and think about what they've taught me. Um, and I think just the second thing I would say is prayer. You know, there's kind of emphasizing back to what you say, there's no, there's no substitute for prayer. I mean, you look in when Alma and Amulon or Amulek were going on their missions, you know, they prayed to love the people. They prayed to love the, the Lamanites they were going to minister among and so, you know, it, it starts there. It starts with prayer and asking Heavenly Father to, to see these people as he sees them. Um, and if you do that, you, you can't fail, you know, because God, God didn't put us here to fail. And so, I mean, that's how I've seen on my mission. You, Elder Olsen, you, that quote, the Lord didn't put us here to fail, you said that in week one of the MTC. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you said that week one of the MTC. I, I still have it in my journal. Yeah, it's true. It's true, man, but. You know, you're, you're a great example of, you know, loving the people and, and being an incredible missionary. And we're, we're so grateful for that and for the example and the leader you've been to this mission. So it's been awesome to have you on today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. A big shout out again. And thanks to Sister Jensen and Elder Gilmore for jumping on the show today. A big shout out to Elder Gilmore. It's been awesome to interview you today. And you've always been one of my brothers. We've been in this since the beginning. And that was a nice walk down memory lane. Elder Gilmore. Thanks so much for that interview. Cheers, mate. Okay. Well, that wraps up our episode today, everybody. Stay tuned soon for our last episode of the first season of the Russian Moscow Mission Podcast. It's definitely been a pleasure for Elder Olson and I to host this podcast thus far, and we hope that you all will enjoy our next episode. And as always, Russian Moscow Mission, let's go create history. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Russia Moscow Mission Podcast. Make sure to tune in next week as well for a brand new episode. My name is Elder Tude, and I'm here with Elder Red the Third. Until next time, stay sane out there. <laughs>